Hey, this show is brought to you by Figures Toy Company. Use the code in the show notes to get 10% off all your collectibles needs. Are you ready for some whoop-ass action? Well, we're here to bring it to you, brother. Whoop-ass. <laughs> I'm Christian Conrad with co-host Zachary Blade, and this episode we were interviewing the Mississippi bad boy, Zay Gates. That's right. Oh, goodness. We talked about a lot of stuff. He's actually 20 years old. He's a new guy, but he's got a lot of experience. He talks about how he went to... He dived head first into this uh, during the pandemic uh, in 2020. Some of his first stuff, uh, he had a crowd of people. Um, We talk about the future of wrestling. He gets into how he likes music and how gear is important and his uh, interest in, in learning and how important that is in wrestling. I mean, we talked about a lot of stuff. He was actually a, a very good guest to have on. Um, I know I'm taking up most Absolutely. of the time here. But <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's all right. I'll do the most of the outro, I guess. But uh, yeah, I thought he was a great guest for someone that's so young into the business. He had so much to talk about, so much uh, experience already in just three years, three years into it. And he's already had so much he's done already. He's got a lot of goals that he wants to reach this year and the future. So, yeah. But um, now let's plug our stuff. If you want to help us, plug it, um, the best like way it. to do that, <laughs> the best way to do that is to like, share, comment, whatever with our post. But if you got money, you can go to our GoFundMe. We have incentives now. Did I say that right? Incentives. <laughs> well, actually, like, in the first <laughs> episode, you would realize we had incentives, but we're, like, yeah. not very professional. <laughs> so, so we didn't change it until, what, it's, like, the fourth episode? But, yeah. You, yeah. Literally anyone who can give a dollar is going to get some <laughs> shit in return. I mean, digital shit, yeah. not like actual shit. Now we're going to send, we're going to shit in a box and check our prostate. Yeah, we're going to send you a head in a box. It's <laughs> like that movie Seven. And you're going to cry and be like, man, why did I find The whoop-ass boys. <laughs> Why don't fund the whoop-ass crew? <laughs> yeah, and if you don't yeah. like, share, comment, and give us everything, we're going to whoop your ass. Not really. Yeah. That's Legally, that's not a thing. We're not going to do that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. The kayfabe. Kayfabe. Yeah, I was, that was my gimmick. <laughs> Which my yeah. gimmick's just a door. <laughs> that's your real life, too. That's your shoot life. <laughs> But yeah, this is a uh, <laughs> other stuff. <laughs> well, we got Patreon if you want bonus content. Uh, hopefully, by the time episode four comes out, we actually have people subscribing to that and seeing our bonus content, behind the scenes stuff. And if you really want to be in a movie, you can spend a lot of money and get into our movie as well. So a lot of incentives out there. Um, we also have our own uh, hobbies as well. Uh, Christian Conrad with his book series, um, his work in uh, 
other movies at Spacebanger's website. We have a website. Uh, Christian, uh, I don't know what it is, but I'm sure there will be a link www.southboundproductions.com. And then there's like there some whoop-ass elements. Whoop-ass. Yep, and uh, whoop-ass. Yeah, so yeah. Just look in the bio and, hell, you see most of it. So, um, Let's get on with this um, interview uh, with the Mississippi bad boy, Zay Gates. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, then I'd like to introduce the Mississippi bad boy, big champ, Zay Gates to the Whoop Ass Podcast. Um, if you could give us a little bio of yourself and where people could find you online, that would be great. Um, so I can find me on Instagram uh, at foh.itzay. I can find me on Facebook at uh, Zay Gates. Um, I think you can find me on Twitter as well at itzay. But yeah, I'm from Mississippi. Um, I moved to Indiana when I was like 17. I've been training since then. So, uh, I used yeah, to live man, in I'm, Georgia. Yeah, I haven't been to Georgia yet. I'm trying to get out there. Yeah. yeah, it's close. 20 years old, still young. So, yep, yep. <laughs> Definitely have a, a long, long future. So, yeah, awesome. So, so I know you're working with w, WFCO. Are there any other companies you're currently working for? Or? Um, so yeah, I work with WCWO. That's my home promotion. Uh, I work with uh, Frontier Elite Wrestling. That's a promotion in Greenfield. Uh, I have a. I work with Warrior Pro Wrestling as well. That's out in Danville. I, I wrestle for New Generation Wrestling out. Well, sometimes they're in Crawfordsville. Sometimes they're in Lafayette. I have bookings coming up in North Carolina, and I have a promotion called Gladiator Championship Wrestling out in Arkansas that I'll be going to uh, later this year in September and November. So, yeah, I work for a couple promotions, and I'm trying to – there's other promotions coming up that's out of state that's coming up in the future. I'm just waiting on the dates to drop. Awesome. You got some long drives. Yeah, Yeah, man. Well, I'm going to fly majority. Like, if it's too far, I'm flying Okay. <laughs> there you go. Awesome, awesome. Do you have so are you been basically a single star in your career or have you been doing a tag team? What's uh what's your career been like so far in your short career? When I first started I was a singles and then um like my first year going into my second, I was a tag team wrestler. They put me with my best friend, uh his name is Eric. They put us together. Uh, we did the uh, our tag team name was M2P, and uh, we was just basically uh some annoying little kids like, cause we we got put in the group with this guy named Jawan Thomas, and like he was he was a, the leader of the group, and then me and Eric was the tag team guy. So it was more like it was more like a Street Profits Bobby Lashley thing, like how they got that down. But like you know, um, we were more hillish and more annoying to the fans. Like they didn't like us because it's like all oh, these little kids, they don't know what they're doing. And my voice at the time, like I have a light voice now, but at the time my voice was super high. So like every time I talked, they made fun of me. They was like, Oh, he had, they called me Mickey Mouse voice. They called me and my friend, the babysitter club, because like we were young, like they just, they threw everything at us. So it was, I was in the tag team and then they split us up. I want to say, Sometime, like, 
when it was like 2022, I think, going into 2023. And once they, they split us up at the end of 2022, and I was a single star since then. Awesome, awesome. So how long have you been uh, doing this since you were 17, so three years now? Yeah, I started August of 2020. Ah, okay, okay. So did you get to work during the COVID area or no? Yeah, I actually did. Um, Because at the time, with my home promotion, um, because so how they got it set up, like once you train, you sign a contract to train, and then once you're done training, then you get to go out and do other work. So around that time, it was like, you know, not a lot of promotions was running because of COVID and stuff like that. But we started running, like, once I started training because they did a little relaunch. So we could only have, like, 25 people in the building at most. So that was that was actually cool because, like, there was never a time I had to wrestle in, in an empty arena. It was always, like, somebody there, whether it was 10 people, 15 people, 20 people, 25 people. And then once we got the okay, they let us run like in front of 50 people. So then the crowd got bigger. And then once everything was great, uh-huh. then we got we started having packed houses and stuff. So you dove in the deep end, like right at the start, like <laughs> yeah. with big crowds Cause I, and stuff. Yeah, because I started training in August of 2020. But by November, I was already working like a little bit because he saw how far I came, like how much I had learned within those months. She was like, okay, let's throw him out there a little bit, see what he knows. And like, I did good. So they kept giving me matches. I kind of want to talk about your your Mississippi background because my wife and her family's from Mississippi and it's very cool how you, is that something you like to keep close with you, your background down there? Yeah, because, uh, so I moved to Indiana, um, for like I moved to Indiana to get a closer bond with my dad. So I left my mom and my sisters like back home and all my actual family back home. And it's like, you know, I kinda I feel like being from Mississippi, it kinda like it, it's like it, it it's like a big part of who I am in a way, because of like where when I moved up here, like the area I was living in was kind of like ghetto and like, you know, it was, it was basically in the hood, but like people liked me like because of how different I was and how different I thought. Like, you know, kids up here in, in Indiana and like, you know, the way that we are in Mississippi, like our, our we think differently. Like they want to be more in the streets type and do street activities here. And like me, I wasn't that person. Like, yeah, I, I hung out with them and I can, I can fit in with them because I know how everything works and how everything operates, but I was more of a different thinker and like the dudes, they liked that. And they was like, yeah, we could be cool with him because he think different. And like at the time, you know, I was young. So the girls was like that too. It was like, okay, yeah, we like him. We think he's different. He talk different. And then the adults, they resonated with me too, because I could have like at 17, I can sit with an adult and we can have an adult conversation about adult things. And they like, wow, like, we didn't know that you could think like that because kids your age don't act like that. So, you know, I I, I, I let that stay with me, like, a lot. Like, I love the fact that I'm from Mississippi. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be from nowhere else. Awesome, awesome. You definitely uh, grew up differently, I guess, because just having that mindset and being able to be like that is very good. Um, is there any inspiration? What was your big inspiration to become a wrestler or just be a 
man. And so how my journey with wrestling started, like I knew I was, I knew I wouldn't do this since I was like, what, three, four. I remember um, I came up here to visit. I came to Indianapolis to visit, actually. Um, my dad's side of the family, um, they, they lived up here. So I came to visit and like, I have a very close bond with my uncle on my dad's side. He, he does music, but him and my grandma, like they always was there. Like they was always in my life, even when my dad wasn't. So I would, you know, I came up here to visit and my uncle was watching. It was, it was a SmackDown episode. And I remember seeing JBL and I remember seeing Booker T and what was so crazy um, my uncle had a JBL and a Booker T figure, and he had a Batista figure as well. So, just seeing like that—that that was the first remembrance I had of pro wrestling. And then, like once I saw it, I'm like, I'm just sitting there watching it. So I was into it, and ever since then, I was hooked. So I remember telling my uncle, I was like, you know, I'm gonna be a world heavyweight champion one day, and that's why I have that belt right there. Uh, it's, it's the replica, but. I remember saying that, and then, like, ever since then, I stuck with it. Like, my whole life has been wrestling since then. But, um, you know, some inspirations I have in the business, you know, Shawn Michaels, Jeff Hardy, CM Punk is, like, a favorite, uh, Seth Rollins, uh, John. I like the John Cena, but I wasn't, a, like, I wasn't just a diehard fan of John Cena because everybody was a diehard fan of John Cena. Like, my mom loved John Cena. She don't even watch wrestling. So, you know, I... Yeah, I have a I have a lot of inspirations in the business. Like I have some even still today. Like Carmelo Hayes is a big favorite. Ricky Starks, Jay White. Like, yeah, I have a lot of favorites, man. So I'm guessing your uncle really got you into wrestling. Are you still guys still close today? Or uh, we don't we don't talk as much because you know we both well I just became an adult and he's been an adult. So you know you know how life is like sometimes you know y'all y'all have different paths but like we know like we still got that bond like i can call him right now we have a full-blown conversation about anything like we just he's so focused on his music and like i'm you know focused on grinding with wrestling but i know like one day we'll be back close like super close again how we were what was it about that moment uh, when you were watching that smackdown episode like how were you feeling like you were just like was it the the raw intensity of how people were in the ring, or what was your emotion? I looked at it like it was different, because, like, you know, you watch football, and you watch basketball, and you watch UFC, or you watch baseball or golf, and it's just like, yeah, every sport has their unique difference about themselves. But pro wrestling was like, you know, it's like just the stories and, like, the just the physicality and the athleticism that you see in these guys are doing on live television. Like this isn't pre-taped. Like, you know, you guys, some of the shows were pre-taped, but like you, when you're watching it live and you're seeing these guys like actually doing this stuff live, it's just like, it's different feeling like a different emotion behind it. And like, you know, I've seen it from a fan perspective and now seeing it from a wrestler perspective is like, I still, catch myself being that same fan that I was as a kid. And like, I don't know, it just, it just did something to me. And then like, it was different. So I I, I was yeah. stuck with it ever since then. Like, that's all it was. Like, I barely watched cartoon. I barely watched TV. It was just strictly wrestling. And it, it's still like that today. Like I'll watch a couple shows or watch, be onto a couple movies or a couple cartoons, but 99% of my time or percent of my day, it's pro wrestling. Like, I have pro wrestling on the TV and then have pro wrestling on my phone. Like it's it's crazy. 
like magic. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get back into your, your wrestling here. I know you mentioned you're the gunslinger champion or was. Are there any other titles that you've held or any titles you're wanting to go after this year? Oh, so yeah, the gunslinger champion, that's the champion of my home promotion. Uh, I'm currently the... I'm currently the champion. I've been holding it since May of 2023, and I'm the longest reigning champion that they've had. Um, tomorrow, I wrestle for Warrior Pro Wrestling. Uh, they have this champion called the Pride Championship. I'm being the cage against Jesse Winchester, so um, I wrestle for them tomorrow for their belt. Yeah, I mean, any promotion that you know, would give me the opportunity. Of course, I'm going to take it. I don't really have my eye on a specific title right now, but I I really want to have my year filled with at least, if not a championship win, some championship matches because those are where you can shine the brightest. Awesome, awesome. So you're heading into a cage match. Uh, what's the kind of preparation to that? Do you just go in there like any other match, or what is, what's your thinking process on that? So I love gimmick matches. I really do because it it's not – it's not as much thought I have to go into it. You just go out there, you know what I'm saying? And like the still like growing up, still cage matches was my favorite matches. I don't know why. It was just like if I'm playing when I was playing a wrestling game, I always played a steel cage match. Watching like watching pro wrestling when they would announce, Oh yeah, it's a steel cage match, I get excited. And and that mainly became from, you know, being a Jeff Hardy fan, watching him do the swan time off the top of the cage. But like <laughs> the whole concept behind the steel cage is just I love it. So, you know, this would be my second steel cage match as a singles competitor. This would be my third or no, this would be my fourth overall, but my third as a singles competitor. So I love being in cage matches. You know what I'm saying? The first two times I wrestled, I was nervous in a cage because it was just like I was still green. I mean, I'm still kind of green now, but like I was green, green. Like I was only in for like a year at the first time and like two years the second time. So, you know, I got nervous. I didn't know what to do. And then the third time... Uh, which was back in December. Um, I wrestled one of my good friends, Cecil Cerveza. We had a great cage match. And, like, so it's like now with this match, I know for a fact, okay, the first three was good, and I learned, you know, a lot from those. So now let's bring that into this one, and let's steal the show tomorrow. So I, I'm, I'm excited. You know, I got some crazy stuff playing, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully I don't I don't hurt myself, but <laughs> I'm going crazy tomorrow. Awesome, awesome. So, what uh, what company was that for again? Sorry, uh, Warrior Pro Wrestling. Warrior Pro Wrestling. Okay. Do they do uh Do they record their shows or live stream them or anything? Oh uh, yeah, uh, we have these. We we met these guys. Uh, they they go by Gonzo Sports Room, but um, they got into they just got into the business as well, like two years ago, I think. So they come to shows and they live stream and like do commentary. And then I know uh, this guy named Jared Kripke, his wife, she records and she posts them. And then I, my matches, I record my own matches, too, because I like to, you know, go back and watch immediately after. But so, yeah, we we got three ways of having the shows out, I guess. <laughs> okay, awesome. Sweet, sweet. So do you post your matches anywhere, like on YouTube or anything? Or you just keep it for yourself? Yeah, I post them on my YouTube. Uh, my YouTube is It's Zay. Y'all can find it. And I have a lot of matches on there because I want to. I want to try to take YouTube and like the social media aspect serious as well. I want to be like, like a. I want to be a content creator and a pro wrestling, like at the same time. Because 
you know, I got into YouTube as well during my high school time. And it's just like, I was fascinated with that. So I kind of want to do both. Right, right. Awesome, awesome. I think that's a, that's pretty smart because there's a lot of guys out there using social media to grow their, their brand and everything. So the future That's pretty smart. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Definitely the future. Are you tired of getting your ass whooped by all your bad decisions catching up to you? Well, buying a home doesn't have to be one, especially with the professional home inspection by Mike at Aries Engineering, LLC. He's licensed, insured, certified, and serving Southwest Indiana with nothing but the best service. Listen, Buying a home can be a stressful process. Let Aries Engineering provide you peace of mind before your purchase because no one wants to be stuck with a big, costly, hidden surprise after taking possession of their new home. Whether it's a mobile home or a venue space, he's got you covered. He even checks for termites, radon, well water, and mold at an additional cost. All you've got to do is call Mike at 812-295-8417. Tell him the boys from Whoop Ass sent you, and he'll give you 25 bucks off a $300 to $400 inspection, depending on size. A hell of a deal for the safety and peace of mind it provides. That's 812-295-8417. Now, you might be saying, 300 bucks? F*** that. I just skip the inspection and grow mutant toddlers in my mold-infested <laughs> heap. Well, Mike will be the first to tell you the horror stories associated with trusting your realtor and skipping the inspection. He's found bat and coon crap three feet high inside the walls. Megalithic mice in the breaker box left by frat house cavemen. He found the neighborhood goat dead in a crawl space, and he smelled it from the driveway. And he's found plenty of mold so thick it could sedate a suburban pachyderm named Janice. Unless you're okay with your walls falling down while your wife's butt naked or have no problem watching your tween ride the lightning when she plugs in her iPhone, you probably need to be asking the questions, the big questions, and get yourself a home inspection. 25 bucks off, man! A professional home inspection will find the demons living in your attic and eradicate them! It'll save you hundreds, sometimes thousands in repair costs. Do yourself a favor and call Mike at 812-295-8417 and save yourself one hell of a bad day. Back to the show. So with social media, I guess, what's your what's your thoughts on that? Are you what's your what do you go into? What do you think you post? What's uh What's your idea is to kind of get a following? Um, so like when it comes to like the Instagram, like I try to post, I try to post a lot of wrestling content because, you know, the, when, when, cause everybody knows the goal is to either get signed by AEW or WWE. So if you want to like, one of the ways I try to network is I always try to 
you know, post on social media like a highlight or a picture or a clip, you know what I'm saying, to give, you know, people something to look at, you know. And then, like, when I'm on YouTube, when it comes down to, like, my matches, I try to, like, I even post my bad matches as well. Like, I don't, because I feel like, you know, the fans already seen it. And and if it's recorded, it's going to go up anyways. So it's like a, I can use that as, like, a learning experience and, like, I can go back and see how far I've came as well. And, like, I can use that, you know, to teach myself because, you know, there's times where th there's a lot of lessons I try to learn when it comes to my matches. Like, if I have a bad match, I had to I had to learn to not, you know, let it get to me because, you know, you're going to have you're going to have bad matches. Not, not every match you have is going to be a great match. So I, I'll use that to learn. Also, as well, I can go back and be like, OK, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. Or I should have done this or I should do this next time. Or, you know, if I drop an elbow and I forget to react with the crowd and I'm like, OK, I could have dropped the elbow, stopped, paused for a second and got that reaction to slow it down. No, I try to use I try to use all that to my advantage when it comes to, you know, anything. You're very uh strategic in your planning. Is there um do you find that a mixture of strategy and a mixture of flow is what combines perfect or are you really just a planner when you go out in the ring? So I only so besides you know the match I only really there, there's little that I plan because I feel like you know if you plan too much that's where you can mess up you know so I try not to plan a lot of things like when it came down to character wise I really didn't plan out nothing because like when I first started I didn't even have an idea for a character I mean the most I had was the Mississippi Bad Boys A Gates when I first started but I never knew exactly where i wanted to go that kind of came like along with time so like when i was a when they when i first started i was a baby face and i was lost like i was getting thrown in scrambles i was getting thrown in like just random matches i was being people bump dummies which once you when when you very first start that that's kind of how it is anyways you don't really just get thrown out there and they be like okay you're going to be in the story with this person this person this person and that, that doesn't really happen i mean it, it happened in some cases but not really with with everybody so majority of the times you're you're likely to be a jobber when you first start out so which was cool because i still had time to figure out who i was and then I remember, um, so they did this one thing where I, I basically filled in a storyline for somebody else because they had somebody else to pair with Juwan. And I remember they said, well, the person that we originally had, we couldn't do it. So we're going to put you with Juwan. But I was a baby face. So I'm like, how was this going to work? So, you know, they, they put that together on how it was going to work. So once they finally got me with Juwan, I'm like, okay, you're a heel, so now that means I have to transition to a heel. So I'm like, look, I feel like the only way we can transition is if, you know, we get Eric in. So we got him in. But it was just like, I still didn't have any idea as to who I was until I remember one night, you know, we were about to hit the curtain and, like, you know, do a segment, I think, or maybe it was a match for Juwan. And I heard his music. And I'm like, okay. I got the like bobbing, like dancing. So when he came out, I just hit the curtain and just started dancing. Didn't plan it out or nothing. And I got a reaction. I'm like, okay, now we on to something. Because, you know, I gave him something to, to hang on to. So, okay, 
I'm gonna stick with that. I'm gonna stick with them. Okay, they don't, they booing me. They off the dances. So while while managing Juwan's thingy, now let me be annoying. Let me be obnoxious. So you know, here boom, I'm like, yeah, there we go, Juwan, the best world champion here. You know, just talking trash. You know, and like that got on their nerve. It pissed them off. I'm like, okay, that's where I got the idea to be loud and obnoxious because I'm like. I'm just I'm just throwing stuff at the wall and whatever if it's sticking it works I'm gonna stick with it if it don't we can find something else so yeah I never really planned out a lot of the stuff I did I just went along with the flow and got me where I'm at today. Was Jawan? He was the world champion at the time. Is he? Are you guys still together or how's that working out? Or is there gonna be a face turn by you and got a world championship in the future? So they split. So before they split up, me and Eric, they split. They split us up from Juwan first, which was I want to say the summer or maybe the summer. Of the yeah, it was the summer of twenty two because me and Eric broke up in the fall. So yeah, they split me and Juwan us up from Juwan summer twenty two. I remember because he he had he was dealing with a lot of injuries, like you know behind the scenes. So it was like a write off for him. So we kind of like just you know turned on him or whatever and then after we turned on him it was just like now it was me and eric so once we turned on him then they split me up from you know eric so now i'm i'm, I'm by myself now but you know me and juan we 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 keep in contact now i mean maybe hopefully we may run a match down the line me and juan and there's no telling i mean we can always go back to you know Good old days. I would I would love to go back to the good old days where the group was popping, but if that if we gotta get our ones out first to settle the difference, we can get our ones out to settle the difference. What are some matches that you've had? I, I know you've wrestled uh a pretty big name, a guy that's been in that business for over twenty years, not too long ago. Um what are some other guys, big time name guys that you've been in the ring with? Or that you wanna be in the ring with? Uh yeah, I yeah, so yeah, I was in the ring with, with Michael Elgin uh, in December. I actually have a we're running it back next week, next Friday, for my Gunslinger Championship this time. Um, last night I just wrestled Jake Oman. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people, I don't know, well, a lot of people do know Jake Oman, but I wrestled him last night. He's he's been to Japan just like Michael has. He's been all over the he's been all over the world. Jake is a he's a tremendous athlete. He actually had a hand in training me as well when I first came in. Um. I've been in the ring with Congo Kong. I've been in the ring with Mark House. I've been in the ring with One Man Crew. Um, yeah, it, I've been in the ring with some names and like one. I have. I've also have names that I, I would love to get in there with throughout my career. Um, I would love to step in there with Leo Rush. I, he's also he's like my favorite indies wrestler. Like I love Leo Rush, man. It's like the I got the idea to use the frog splash as a finish to pay homage to Leo Rush because he, he's a favorite. I mean, there's a lot of guys that do the frog splash that I like too. Like Eddie Guerrero is an all-time great. Like, you know, and RVD, Seth Rollins as well. Like, I love Seth and he does the frog splash. And I would actually love the rest. So Seth Rollins one day too. Like, um, yeah, I want to get in there with Ricky. Ricky Starks. I would love to get in there with Darby Allen, but like we it would have to be a I'm not doing all that crazy stuff Darby be doing. He he put his body on the line. So is there any aspirations of being um going to I guess to AEW? I know they do I guess job matches, I guess we'll say. I know a lot of wrestlers don't like 
that term jobber, but is there an aspiration of doing that pretty soon? Just go be, a, I guess, a jobber. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I would love to because I feel like it, it would be a lot to learn. Like, um, I feel like if I if I go do that, I could go back there in the back and just pick the brains of a lot of guys that's back there, like Eddie Kingston, Jay White, Brian Danielson, Adam Copeland, like – it's a lot. Dustin Rhodes, like they, AEW have a very unique setup to for knowledge because they have guys from from everywhere. Like I could probably be at a show and be able to pick the brain of Kazuchika Okada one night. Like there's no telling. Like, a I would love to. I would I would love to go to AEW, man, because it's just like it, it. It's more of a. It's a. It's very diverse. It really is. AEW is basically with Ring of Honor. I mean, that might be a another place you could futurely go to. You're still young. I'm sure the Ring of Honor is a good place for younger stars. That could be a future aspect of yours. So, Yeah, man, most definitely. Uh, Ring of Honor, MLW, Game Changer Wrestling. Like, man, it's a lot of promotions I had. Hey, I would even love to go to TNA if I could. Like, anywhere, bro, like. Cause I feel like there's a lot to learn in any, you know, any promotion you go to, you can learn from somebody. Like I can go to AEW and learn from from those guys I name. I can go to Ring of Honor and name, learn from the same guys. I can go to MLW and learn from a uh, Jacob Fatu, um, Matt Riddle. You know what I'm saying? I can go to TNA and learn from Moose, Nick Nimitz, Eddie Edwards. Uh, like it, you can go anywhere. It's, it's just I love to learn. Like. I love when a vet just pulls a, a, a rookie to the side or, like, me to the side and just, like, you know, hey, I feel like you should do this, 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 or, like, just give out lessons and, like, learn because, like, you're never, no matter how far you in you are in the wrestling, you can be 20 years in the wrestling, and I feel like there's something that you can still learn. And I love when vets do that because it shows that they care. You know what I'm saying? Like, anywhere, bro, I would love it. Awesome, awesome. I keep. I always say awesome, awesome all the time. Like, we gotta make a meme of that for these. I keep doing it. Nervous tick. That's your thing, man. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. I know, awesome. Apparently. So, um, who's that guy right now? Who's that vet that has you under their wing? Uh, wing, right now. Um. Right. So. I have a lot of vets that like, you know, Michael Elgin, we, we keep in contact and he, he tells me like, you know, he, he teaches me too. Um, but one guy I can really, that I have to give a lot of credit to right now is Mark house. I don't know if y'all know him, but like he, he was in ring of honor and, and like, but he, he's a very, he's one of those guys that like literally every show before a match, like he'll say, Hey Zay, like, you know, for one, he, he's like my, I, I like to say he's like my hype man in a way. Because, like, he basically tells me, like, don't be nervous. You know what I'm saying? We're all, like, we're all guys. You know, we all love the same thing. And, like, he'll tell me, like, you know, this person isn't better than you. You're on their level. Like, you know, go out there and put on the show. You got this. Like, he, like he's always motivated me to do something, whether it's a promo or, you know, the, the little in-betweens, like, anything. So I have to give him that credit. Like, that's one vet I can say that. He's constantly on it. Another vet, uh, TJ Powers. He was in. He was in the. He was in WCW back in the day, and like you know, he worked. He worked a lot of big names like Dick the Bruiser, and like you know, got guys like that. 
he's always like, you know, telling me when I did a great job. Like if I cut a promo, he'll be like, you know, great promo. He's always on my promos. And like, I like that too, because one of the things I wanted, one of the things in wrestling that I want to master at is my promo skills. Cause I feel like besides having a character, you have to at least know how to be decent on the mic. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to be able to talk on your own. And that, those are one of the skills I want to master. Is a promo something that you find more difficult? What are some things you find difficult about wrestling? It's definitely the promos. Like, because it's just like, if you, you, you have to, you have to like know what to say. Like, I feel like character and promos are two, are two of the things that you can use to connect with the crowd and connecting with the crowd. I feel like is the big, is really the, Really, the number one thing you need in pro wrestling is to connect with the crowd. So I feel like, you know, you you have to... I feel like most guys either have a great character or they have... Or, you know, they're good on the mic. But you have those guys that are good at both. And that's what I want. I want to be great at both. Like The Rock, he was very good at both. Stone Cold was very good at both. And I want to be like those guys. Like, I want to be... I want to have a great character, but I want to be very good on the mic so you know, promos is really the hardest thing that 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 i that i face in wrestling besides being nervous like it's really my promos bro like i, I really want to master that yeah we had some interviews with uh, uh do you know johnny poke johnny po- i heard of him yeah he was uh explaining uh in his interview uh some of the art forms of giving a promo and how it's just like, you know, you got to use raw emotion straight from the, you know, pack a punch. And I, I imagine that it's a difficult process to keep the energy, especially like when you're just thrown in the ring and told to make these people that just paid this money happy. <laughs> like, Right. Hey, he's not lying. Like, that's why I like to, I like to at least have like a, so how I like to go about it, I have, you know, I'll either ask a vet or I'll like just sit back and think like, what are my main points I want to hit? Because I feel like once you have those main points that you need to hit, everything else will just flow freely. Like, it'll, it'll just come to you. Like, I try to, like, when it comes to promos and stuff, like stuff that I work hard on, I like to think those through. So like uh, recently, what so what I felt like, prime example when I found out I was wrestling Jake Oman, I was sitting back. I'm like, okay, there's a lot I can play off on on Jake Oman because you know he did train me, and like you know, so I sat back and I thought, I'm like, okay, what can I do here? So I realized, okay, his theme song, he he comes out to Pop Smoke, um, got it on me. So I'm like, okay, I can play with that here. So I, so then I, um, I basically just use some. I use the lyrics in his song to cut my promo. So I was like, you know, many men wish death on me, but oh, I'm not gonna cry. I said, I'm not gonna look to the sky. I'm like, because what I have on me is the Gunslinger Champion. And I said, yeah, you know, like stuff like that. Like you have to. I feel like if you use a lot of, you know, the things that is being used, like pop culture or like you know something to try to hit a point you can use that to connect with the crowd as well and then like when i had the match last night i'm like okay we're in downtown indianapolis 
and I had on my purple gear. I'm like, okay, so here's a way I can catch heat. Put on the Ravens jersey. I came out, and uh, I noticed, and what was so coincidental, I noticed um, there were some Chiefs fans in the back, and they had on Chiefs jersey. I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go. So, I, you know, I hit. You know, I do my thing. And, you know, he asked for a temp- Jake asked for a championship match. So I'm like, nah. And then they booed me. I'm like, oh, whatever, whatever. So I gave it to him, and I turned around, and I looked at the Chiefs fans, and I'm like, yeah, uh, Taylor Swift ain't going to be here to save this one. And I turn around. So then, you know, we do the match or whatever, and then the match ends in a DQ because I, I low-blowed him. So now I go on the stage, and I, I cut a promo. I'm like, okay, I already used the, the the Ravens jersey. We got a Chiefs fan in the back, and we're in Indianapolis. I also thought about the time that the Colts back in the day were in Baltimore. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm like, oh, are you guys disappointed? And I go, just like the Colts let you down, now they're not in the playoffs. You know, like, yeah, I try to use, like, something to try to get to them, you know, like, I don't know. Promos is hard though. Like, but the promo I did last night, I feel like I did okay because I used those things. It is it, it's hard though, man. It's hard. Right. Yeah. Just using cheap heat is pretty easy to get get a reaction. So, <laughs> talk bad about their state. That form of content's really popular on like TikTok and stuff. You see those guys right. that, which they're really just normal like guys that go out to like college towns and harass people like they wear the opposed like go to a, a whole an ohio state and wear like a different type of jersey and just like yell at right. people <laughs> and then you yeah, man. yeah you become like this bad guy but right. yeah it's a good idea you know <laughs> yeah you live in your mama's basement and still collect toys? Well, I got the thing for you. Today's video is sponsored by Figure Toy Company, the best place to get your figures and your figure accessories. Tables, ladders, and chairs. Oh my, go to Figure Toy Company to get your wrestling figure accessories like those and use code breakpoint underscore wrestling underscore fed to save you 10%. On twenty dollars or more. But you, you mentioned your purple gear. There is a is gear something you really like to have a specific gear, a special gear, and who makes your stuff? Yeah, um, I, I feel like gear is also a big part of like character and like because if you like if you have great gear, like you can use that as well, like in a storyline or against a, another guy, to, you know, to get over. Like, and I love, like, I feel like look was one of the most important things that I, well, I'll say your look is one of the things that I thought about coming into wrestling because I'm like, okay, how do I want to look? And, like, at the time, and I was, and what's crazy, I was just talking to, you know, Jake about this last night. I was like, you know, man, when I came in, I had, like, these boxer, these boxer type shorts. Like, you know, you know, like the shorts that um, mm-hmm. Wesley would wear. Yeah. yeah, like I had, I had that type of, you know, that type. So I feel like you know the fans like wasn't taking me serious as a heel because I wore that and I came out and I acted stupid. So I'm like, okay, now it's time to mature a little bit. I'm like, do I want to wear tights? But then I looked and I paid attention, and a lot of guys like I would work with on shows had tights. 
So I'm like, okay, I have to be different. I don't want to wear tights. So then I'm like, okay, do I want trunks? And I paid attention to everybody, and they some had the you know the tights, and some had the little the little cut off um, trunks that you know like CM Punk would wear or Randy Orton wear. So I'm like, okay. Then I looked. I'm like, let let me let me try to you know take something from a favorite. But I'm like, okay, Leo Rush has tights. Seth Rollins has tights. Shawn Michaels wore tights back in the day. And then I thought about Carmelo Hayes, which is one you know one of my favorites from NXT. And I'm like, he has the bikers. And I looked, and I barely saw anybody wearing bikers like on my roster. So I'm like, okay, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna do biker shorts. And that's when I got um. Oh, there's this guy named Brody Bakins. He he wrestles as well, but he did me some biker shorts, and that's where he came up with the blue ones. Um, so I don't know, I'm about to show y'all. They're 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 like this. They're there's blue ones, and I really love them. Like they're my awesome. they're my favorite so far out of all the gear that I've had. One of the reasons is because it's my first custom. They're like my first custom gear that was actually made with my name on it. So uh, yeah, like I feel like look is a big part of pro wrestling, bro. Like, I take stuff like that into consideration. And I thought about that. So yeah, like yeah. like these right here. I don't know, like like these these bikers right here. Oh yeah, Whoa. right. <laughs> so and then like even on there, I got the. The Mississippi oh, wow. map on there, and I got like the Mississippi bad boy because that's where I started, and then I progressed from that, and I got you know Big Zay on the back because you know as a heel, and that's who I am now. So I kind of you know took a piece of both characters and put it in my gear, and I like stuff like that because you can use that to tell the story. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. I know there's a guy that's big on. He posts a lot of TikTok stuff about his wrestling career, and he says. The gear really matters. The way you present yourself really matters. And that's really cool that you also have that same mindset that you want to go out there, look good. You want that custom gear and all that. So that's good. I know there's a lot of people out there really in this area down in southern Indiana that just buy that Amazon $30 <laughs> pants and stuff. And they just don't look professional at all because you have cheap gear. So Wrestling, that little extra dough. It's an aesthetic, you know. To someone <laughs> yeah, who doesn't gotta... watch wrestling, wrestling is an aesthetic. Like buff right. people and like neon stuff. Like it pulls people in. So it does, and that's what I I learned that as well. Like I watched the the WWE doc. It was like a documentary of Macho Man, and I remember them saying like Macho Man. He was so like into his gear like he wanted his gear to you know look a certain way and stand out and it did so i you know i took that as well i'm like okay i i want to put that into i want to do the same thing like my gear because you know your gear like everything about you got to speak volumes and i'm like so i have my voice i can be loud and then i i'm not that i'm not a big guy like i'm what 170 so I have to have something to stand out. You know, that's why I do the little, as a heel, I do the obnoxious things that I do because I'm little. So if I just come out and, you know, try to just talk trash, y'all might not get into that because I'm little. So I have to have something to stand out. And that's where the gear comes, especially as a baby face as well. Like if I'm working a baby face, me just like trying to get the crowd behind me, like that's a generic baby face. I feel like I got to have something to stand out. And that's where the gear come into play. Yeah, it solidifies. Absolutely, absolutely. So, 
I had something there I was going to go off of, but I kind of blanked now. But um, Well, I, you've mentioned how you work um, baby face and heel and how yeah. gear is important to both of those things. So uh, how do you maintain both in different atmospheres? Is there... Does your social media come into play or is there like a constant transitioning? Um, so I try, I would say a little bit of both. I would say a little bit of both because I, 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 I take whatever. Sometimes I would take something off of social media and I would tweak it. And then like, and then like another time it'll just be like, uh, you know, all right, I did this. Let me try to do this. Or like, you know, I try to, you know, it, it, it it's a little bit of both. What I was gonna try and say, since you mentioned you're a smaller guy and such, but um, what are what are you doing training wise? What's uh, what do you keep in shape? What's uh, what uh, to make you look different? I guess, uh, in the ring for being small. When I'm not like you know, when I'm not at a booking or like if I'm not at a show, I do try to pop in to to, to like training as much as I can because you know my home promotion we we do run training and practice and we do like. We do try to train new people so we can, you know, constantly have people there and like constantly keep it running. Cause you know, not everybody is going to be there forever, especially if, if you're in, like, if your goal is to actually do something with this, so of course, there's going to have to be some type of flow going in. So yeah, I try to pop in whenever. Cause I, one of the biggest important things that I, and that I lack, but I need to work on is my cardio. I feel like that's the biggest thing you need to have of all is your cardio. Because, you know, you can be the biggest, buffest guy in the ring and be, like, exactly what WWE is looking for. But if you don't got cardio, that's a, that's a struggle on you. And it, it can also, you know, make you unsafe. Because if you don't have the energy, you can easily mess up and hurt somebody or hurt yourself. So I feel like cardio is one of the most important factors. And I need to work on that more. I also need to, you know, make time for the gym more as well because... I want to I want to at least tone up a little bit. Like I don't want to be just stupid big, but I would at least like to be the same size as Ricky Starks or Leo Rush or Seth Rollins or like or Carmelo Hayes. Like I don't want to be like a little small kid forever. Like Darby Allen made it work. You know, of course he made it with with his size, but like not everybody's Darby Allen. Not everybody's Nick Wayne. Like you know, you gotta gotta tone up some. Absolutely. So great answer there. Definitely. I agree with you on that. There's not, there's only one Darby and one Nick Wayne. They're three little scrawny guys out there. So awesome. We got a few questions that we have on the, the list there. Um, I can't read it because it's not working. Okay. Okay, here we go. So we got a big goal in mind with our movie and stuff. We're in this podcast with a big goal as well. What are some goals you're looking to do this year? And um, what's your future five-year goal? Um, so, yeah, I at least, like like you had asked me earlier, I at least want to work a AEW Dark or work a, you know, a Ring of Honor taping. I would love to, you know, even do a WWE squash match, see what that's like. Um, I want to travel more, get out, hit more states. Because, you know, I've only been to, so far, I've only been to, like, four or five states. I've been to Colorado. I've been to Michigan. I've been to Illinois. Um, so I, I definitely want to get out there and, you know, do that. That's another goal. Um, I want to, you know, like I 
say get my I would love to, you know, start. I want to be at, I kind of want to see what acting is like as well. Cause I feel like acting helps with pro wrestling. They go hand in hand. So I want to like get into that. I remember, I know, um, this one guy, he does a, a TV show on Tubi. Um, he does wrestling as well, but like he does like a TV show on Tubi. He hit me up and told me he wanted me to do that, but like we haven't, I'm waiting on him to, let me know when we started filming for that. He's bringing me in as a guest star on the show. So, yeah, um, I have a lot of goals. I want to hopefully get all that done by by the end of the year. Because I remember when I made my first goal um, from 2022 going into 2023, I hit every objective on the list. So I definitely want to do it again this year. So you always hear these crazy stories. There's a Dark Side of the Ring does a lot of crazy stories and stuff. What are some crazy stories that you've been involved with uh, in your short career? Maybe like a road story, just something backstage happened. Ah, oh, man. Ooh. Let me think, because, you know, I, I've i been doing this for like three years and a lot of stuff has happened. Like, I didn't... Boy, oh, I can give you this one. So, I went to... It was my first AEW show. This was back in 2022, I think. It was me, my best friend, Eric. This female referee that I will not name for, for for reasons, and my brother. And, like, we was just, uh, so we, we were actually leaving the show. And I remember uh, it, it was late because, you know, we, we had to drive from Indy to Chicago. So that's like a three, four-hour drive. So I remember us on the way back. Uh, I don't know how, I don't know what my, what my friend did, but, like, he got pulled over. So... I was scared, you know what I'm saying? Any any time, because I've been pulled over many times on the road, like when I'm with other wrestlers, and I would get scared. I don't know why I would get scared. So in this particular situation, I didn't let my fear show, but like as the police got out of the car, my we were all awoke, mind you. Like everybody was well, the, the female wrestler, she was in the back sleep sleep. But um I was in the passenger, and my brother was behind me. So, you know, my friend was like, just be cool, because he's mixed. So like he 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 he's like he's mixed with white, black, and Puerto Rican. So but he's like he talk like he has the little Caucasian voice. So like when he talks, you know what I'm saying? He he talks like a white guy. So he's like, you know, just be cool, we'll be great. I'm like, okay, cool. He's talking to the officer, mind you. At, like he he's having a conversation with the officer, like, yeah, just me and my friends, and I can feel somebody staring at me because I played sleep. I'm like this when they look over. Have one hand here and my other hand on my lap, and me and my brother just pretending like we were asleep. It was like, oh, everybody's in the car asleep. So you know, he talks to the officer, he give him the ticket or whatever. And when they drive off, he's like, man, I just got pulled over. I look, I'm like, bro, you good? He was like, bro, I thought you were asleep. I'm like, nah, like I ain't want, like I was scared, so I pretend like I was asleep. So yeah, that that was a that was a little crazy thing that happened. Um, yeah, bro, I remember this one time I was leaving the show and I got into a car accident. Uh, I got hit by a, we got hit by a semi. I don't know how we survived that, but God was with us that day. Like you know, stuff happens, bro. Like wrestling is, I'm not gonna lie, wrestling is really like wrestling gives you like those those fun adventures. Like, but wrestling is also brought like me and my home promotion like that. It brought us together because like you know we didn't have many nights on the road where we had to travel towns and set up and like just have good laughs and like good times on like i love it bro like 
wrestling is something that that gave me the game because when I played football I never had I didn't have no bonds with my teammates like and that's even when I moved up here I didn't bond with them either it was just like okay we play on the same team whatever but like in like traveling on you know when I was playing football traveling I was sit at the back of the bus with my headphones in and listen to my music but like when I'm traveling on the road I'm actually interacting with these guys and like we telling stories and like just talking and like you know, I'm the youngest on the roster, like I'm only 20 and everybody else is like in their late 20s going in their 30s and some in their 40s and they're married with kids. And it's just like <laughs> I'm learning from them. But at the same time, like seeing the childish side to these guys, because I'm like, I always used to think like, bro, people with kids like as grown men, like they're never serious. Or, like, I mean, they're never having fun. They're always serious. It's always about the kids. But like. Been hanging out with these guys. I'm like, okay, maybe there is another side to guys. Like, dudes really are childish when they're not with their family because I'm witnessing it. Like, even with Michael Elgin, like him being like, you know, a big, a big star. Like, hanging out with him is like he, he, he treats me like I'm a regular person. Like, we have conversations and we joke and we laugh and I see his little childish side. And then like when he's with his like. When he's at home, it's all about his wife. He's all about his kids. And then when he's at wrestling, you know, he's with the guys. It, it's fun, bro. I love it. I love it. You mentioned 99% of your life is wrestling. Um, what's that 1%? What's that little 1% that's not wrestling? Is there anything else that you're doing that's hobbies? Anything else? Yeah, I mean, you know, I play the game. I, I play video games a lot. I play Fortnite. You know, I love, I, I still love football. Like, I try to keep in tabs with football and watch it and, like, play it whenever I can because, you know, pro wrestling was always, like, my life, and I played football in school as something to do. But, like, at first I wasn't really into football. You know, my papa, because I have a very close – I had a very close relationship with my grandfather before he passed away. And, like, one of the things that we had in common was, like, he watched wrestling as well. Like, he bought me all the figures – Every Monday, we're watching Raw. Every Friday, we're watching SmackDown. If I'm watching TNA, he'll watch it with me, but he was more of a WWE fan, so, like, we all watched every pro wrestling. Like, we always watched every Raw or SmackDown taping that came on. And then he was a big football guy. His favorite team was the Steelers. So I remember this one game in particular we were watching. I want to say, I think it was the Saints versus the Steelers, and, like, I was never a football, but, like, I just sat there and I just watched it. I don't know. No, I'm lying. It was the Saints versus the 49ers. Um, and then he would just watch it. And I was just like, I never understood why people sat down and watched a guy. Because I was only, like, seven, eight, or nine, like, somewhere in there. So I'm like, what is so entertaining about watching a dude run with a ball? Like, so I'm just sitting there watching it, and I got into it. And I remember looking up at him and saying, like, I want to play football. So... You know, I, I, I got into football, so I love that. Um, I love music a lot as well. Like, I'm a music person. I, I want to, I wish I had a voice. I wish I could sing, bro. Like, I, I'd be in the shower singing anything. Like, I just, I love music. Like, I, that's why I like going on long road trips because, you know, when, even when I'm talking, I can just sit there and put on music and it helps me think. You know, if I'm having a bad day, I listen to music and I'll calm down. If I'm having a bad day or like if I'm nervous, or I'm trying to figure something out. Like, let's say I'm on the I'm on the road and I want to 
what can I do with this show to like, you know, try to I listen to music and just think like I love music. So I listen to music a lot and I love food. I love to eat. Like I'm a big foodie. Like I'll be eating before. Like I can have a show and eat before the show. Like I, I remember one night I had like two chili cheese dogs and two Kit Kats and like a pop. And they was like, bro, you're about to go on in the main event and put on a match and you're eating. I'm like, yeah, bro. And I went out there and wrestled like nothing was wrong. With music, I know you mentioned your uncle is into music as well. Is that a really good connection there with you guys with music and all that? Is that something? Yeah, I have a, cause I have, I have my, my uncle, he's a, he's a rapper. And then I have like, I have friends that is also into music. Like one of my one of my closest friends, his name is Kurt. He's a rapper as well, and he does pro wrestling. He he's training at the moment. He he's only had like he's he's had like two matches, maybe three. He's wrestled a couple times, but um, I feel like he he would probably be like on a great level too. But he's 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 managing like wrestling, music, and college because he goes to college in Kentucky State. So yeah, I have like. He does music and then like our friends are heavily into music, which is what I like about, you know, our friend group, because everybody in the group does a little bit of something like he does the rapping. And then we have another friend who's the producer and the engineer. We have another friend who plays drums. And then we and then Kurt's brother is a singer. And then you got me who's doing pro wrestling. And and then like we're all trying to, you know, do YouTube at the same time. It, it all goes hand in hand, bro. I love it. You mentioned all these connections. You you already sort of have a bit of a rock star aesthetic to you. Is there a, a music career or an album to the Mississippi <laughs> Bad Boy in the future? Um, I don't think so. No. When I was younger, I I tried it. I tried to I tried to do music when I was younger, and like I had this one good song that everybody liked because they was like, you know, I was only like fourteen, and I was like. I did a song and I didn't cuss, but I was scared to cuss because, you know, my mom. And I feel like now that I'm older, I feel like I could probably pull it off, but I don't think I'm going to try it. I don't I don't know. Drumming-wise, I'll stick with that because I, I played drums when I was in, when I went to church with my grandma. I was heavily into that. I just, I wanted to get a drum set ever since then. I just never got around to it. But once I do, I'll probably just stick with drumming and probably drop a couple videos doing that. But, like, I actually getting on the mic i don't think i got the voice for that (laughs) (laughs) so what kind of music do you listen to what's uh what's the favorite genres songs artists oh man i listen to a little bit of everything my favorite like my favorites is michael jackson i listen to prince i listen to the weekend heavy like the the weekend is like one of my favorite artists the kid Leroy is one of my favorite artists harry styles is a great singer i love harry styles um mariah carey like I listen to Whitney Houston, Selena, bro. Like I listen to a lot. Like there's nothing. I, I even listened to One Direction one time. Like I, bro, anything. Like I just love music because it's it's. I feel like music is like wrestling in a way because like you have different styles and different, and like the the way the artists like just. I love it, bro. You just have to pay attention. Like to music, you have to actually listen. Same thing with wrestling. You have to just watch to connect with music. You have to just listen. I know music with entrance music. I know WWE had their own guy making music and stuff. Um, Is that something you're interested in? Are you wanting to get your own theme song? And what kind of song are you using right now? 
to enter. So right now I use uh first when I'm in, well, as a heel I use first person shooter by Drake and J Cole, and then you know when I'm babyface I use Vegas by Doja Cat, and you know because I heard the song I heard the Vegas song by Doja Cat when they dropped the Elvis movie I actually watched the movie it was a great movie, um but I heard it, and at the time they were putting me and you know Eric as a tag team so I'm like we need a theme song so I heard him like I sent it to him like yeah we should use this. And like, you know, once they split us up and Eric left, like he, he left wrestling for a bit. So I'm like, do I change my song or do I stick with it? So I was in that little point to where I was trying to, I was just using songs to try to see, you know, which one would resonate. Like I used Higher by Eminem. I used the song that Jawan was using. And then I remember um, a fan, I was doing like a, it was during intermission and I was signing like autographs and taking pictures and a fan came up to me and it was like a little kid. And he was like, um, when are you going to come back out to Vegas by Doja Cat? So I'm like, um, I don't know. I'm like, when do you want me to? He was like, you should come out to it when you come, like when you wrestle again. I'm like, okay. So you know, I thought on it and then I'm like, okay, um, I'll, I'll, I'll see. So I wrestled at another show and I came out. And another fan asked me the same question, like, yo, like, you should use Vegas again. Like, we loved it. Like, we vibed with it. So I went on Instagram, and I was like, I need a new theme song. What should I use? And, you know, everybody was like, Vegas by Doja Cat. Some said Higher by Eminem. Some requested another song. But Vegas just got the most, like, and I'm like, okay. So I'm going I'm to stick with Vegas. So... I came back out to it and the crowd went nuts. And like, I remember we had this one show out in Beach Grove. It was like at this carnival, uh, not a carnival. It was like a, it's like a fair, but it was like a mini, it was like a little small fair. It wasn't like nothing big or whatever. And I remember I had a match with, um, he's the owner of the company. I call him, I call him Pops because, you know, he runs everything. And he trained me too because he trained the beginners class. So like he and like we have a very close bond. So I wrestled him and I wrestled this guy named Blake Wright. And we were in a, we were in a tag match. And I remember once me and my partner won, um, you know, Vegas started playing and the entire crowd was singing it. And I'm like, like I was trying to keep my composure and vibe with him, but inside I was like, bro, this is crazy. Like, and I was so mad because the person that was recording my match stopped recording as soon as the bell rung. I'm like, why would you do that? Like, that was a moment right there that if I would have got on camera, which I know somebody has it on camera, but if I would have got that moment on camera, I would have been like, bro, I would just, I would be playing that over and over again. Like, you know, I, so yeah, that's. That's what that's my process with theme songs. I try to stick with you know what I vibe to, but also as well with the fans vibe to. And if I ever get signed, if I have to buy, if I have to buy you know Vegas myself, I will. <laughs> if I have to call Doja Cat and be like, look, how much do I gotta pay you to use this song? I will do it because it, it it gets the reaction. Like everybody love it. And it's different. Yeah, it's a it's a good song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not too well on music I, if you told me a song i would have no clue what you're talking about i'd have to hear it kind of same with names and stuff if you tell someone 
tell me their name. I'm not going to know who that is unless I see a picture of them. So I'm not. It was too in well the. Known. You saw the Elvis movie, right? It's... Right. I I think I remember we're just like a random modern song in the Elvis movie at one point. Yeah. I remember that. So I couldn't <laughs> tell you what how the song goes at all. So <laughs> I wouldn't be able to sing it with the crowd. <laughs> but yeah. So I was going to. Oh, yes. You mentioned Cecil Cerveza earlier. It's probably like 30 minutes ago, but but <laughs> we talked with uh, <laughs> we talked with Clayton Clark, and he's actually close with him as well. They're kind of a part of this Mad Bash crew type deal, and I didn't know if you if you knew about that thing or not about that crew or. And I didn't know about the. I know who Clayton Clark is. Uh, I remember back before I started training, we did like this group chat where I guess they were because they were doing like a I think a backyard wrestling promotion, and I was I had interest to do it, but like I never like had transportation to at the time because I was living on the east side of Indianapolis and they live like southern Indiana, so it was like an hour away. So I'm like. At the time, I didn't have a car, so I didn't know how I could get there. But yeah, I, I know who Clayton Clark, Clark is. I, I try to, you know, you know, I try to pop in and see how he's doing here and there, and like watch some of his content. But yeah, I didn't know about the crew. But like me and Cecil, um, I met Cecil when I started wrestling at my home promotion because he he wrestles there too. And me and Cecil are very tight. Like I love Cecil; he's a great guy. And like, you know, we we have plans to you know travel and do stuff together like other shows together as well i actually i just saw cecil last night he was just at my show last night and i'll be on the show with him again tomorrow but yeah um me and him had our one-on-one for the first time i would love to get in there with clayton clark too like i want to see like you know we talked about this when we were kids to do this and now we're both doing it and we're on separate paths and I want to like actually come together and see, you know, if we can create magic in the ring as well. Like I would love to get in there with Clayton. Yeah. Zach was actually a part of the backyard uh, wrestling crew that Clayton was that you were just mentioning. Yeah. I was, I remember I was, I was trying to get in because you know, we had the group (laughs) chat on Snapchat and we were trying to figure out, yeah, man, we, yeah, yeah, I gotta get in there with Clayton, see what he <laughs> see what he coming with. You know what I'm saying? Well, I hope. Have you been recording the sound and stuff? Oh yeah, I've been recording. It's okay. Because mine good. mine stopped. <laughs> mine stopped at 33 minutes apparently. So I live 33 minutes of this. If, if <laughs> you can't tell, we're, we're just still kind of new to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, like, y'all gonna get it, bro. This is, I ain't gonna lie, this is, a, this is a dope setup. Like, you know, y'all guys got the headset, the microphone, like, this is tight. <laughs> we'll thank try, you, we'll thank try, you. Boost our confidence. Hype, man. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. So, yeah. uh, you've mentioned you're, you're 20. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of like to ask some of the younger guys, you know, like, it's 2024, the world is like tech crazy. Social media is like, it's everywhere. It's hard to ignore the fact that in 10 years, we're going to be in a really technological world. So I want to know where do you think wrestling 
is going to be since you're going to be a part of it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like wrestling is going to be because, you know, wrestling is always evolving. And I feel like, you know, wrestling became popular at a time where social media wasn't even a thing. And, like, I remember watching um, a documentary on Vince McMahon and, like, how he was, you know, his main goal was to make WWE, well, at the time, WWF, mainstream. And he did that at a time without social media. He brought in, like, Cindy Lauper and, like, had her do the thing with Roddy Piper where he kicked her. Like, you know, and with stuff like that, I feel like, you know, wrestling is only going to get better if we if we're going into a more tech technology type thing in 10 years which i believe we are because you know we came this far it's only life evolves as well so i feel like wrestling is, is really in an okay space like wrestling is going to be great for the rest of time if that's the case because it became popular without social media and you know it's still doing great with social media like CM Punk came back and they got the highest views on social media with his return alone. So I feel like wrestling is is well protected, especially with social media. Yeah. Which I, and I feel like that's better as well for us wrestlers because we can use that to our advantage. We really can. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, you see it coming out on Netflix right now. They, they're making a deal. Yeah. Like, wrestling is a... I feel like the, what it was when it was beginning, like, back in the 70s and whatnot, like, that's going... Coming back. Like, it's right. coming back into, like, small zones and people really... Communities going towards it. Yeah, bro, like, it's... It's like they have, like, with wrestling now, it's more people, like, getting into it. Like, I was at work. Uh, I was working one night, and I was watching wrestling. And mind you, uh, like, my manager, she does not look like she watches wrestling at all. And I was, you know, she just heard Cody Rhodes' music. And she was like, are you watching WWE? And I'm like, you watch WWE? And she was like, well, not really. She was like, but I know what it is. She was like is the rock coming back? I'm like, how do you know that? She was like, I mean, I've seen it on social media that he was, that they're talking about doing a thing with this guy named Roman. I'm like, Oh shit. Like he's into it. So I feel like with it being on Netflix now, it's going to bring in more fans. That's, that's yeah. Man, I mean, it's I... only right. Cause a lot of, a lot of people are on Netflix. Like they watch Netflix. So now with WWE coming to Netflix, it's not going to do nothing but bring in more people. I agree. Yeah, I, I actually, uh, I live in Africa, um, and sometimes I'll see people, they'll be on their phones, like little kids watching wrestling, like over here in like a third world country, and they're like, whoa, <laughs> you know, it's, it's internationally like getting huge right now, which is yeah, why we're, we're, we're kind of our goal is to make a, a wrestling movie uh, about wrestling with actual independent wrestlers. And a, a huge part of that is because, you know, we're wrestling fans, but we think westling is like definitely getting huge, uh, worldwide. It right is. Now. Yeah. 
It is. It is. And then they're doing the, the PLEs in other countries now. Like, they get, we got Elimination Chamber in Australia. We had Backlash in Puerto Rico. We had, um, we have the pay-per-views that's in Saudi Arabia. And then they have, um, which, there, there's another PLE that they're doing in Italy, I think, or, no, it's, yeah, then they had the, the Superstar Spectacle in Germany, like, they're just, it, it's it's great, man, I love it, and then, like, hopefully, WrestleMania would go to, like, England or Canada somewhere, like, bro, it, it's, it's crazy, like, they're just constantly, like, Triple H is a genius, like, Vince was a genius, like, don't get it, don't get it twisted, by all means, Vince is the geniuses of all geniuses, but Triple H, like what he's doing, like on the marketing side and on the, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like on the, he's just, just the, his networking. That's what it is. The networking side. Like he's going, he's bringing pay-per-view live event. I mean, premium live events to different countries. Like who do you, Tony Khan, yeah, he brought all out to London, but he's Triple H. Australia? Who would have thought? Okay, yeah, let's host a let's host a big event in in Australia or like or Italy or let's go to to Africa. Like, and that would be great if they did a, an event in Africa. Like, I feel like it would it would sell pretty well as well. Like, yeah, that, here that's, in that's Morocco. Super, that's dope. I would I would want to I want to visit Africa. What is it like over there? Uh, well, right now it's hot. <laughs> you have hot days and cold nights. I, I live in Morocco, so it's um, Marrakesh, Morocco. So I'm bordering the Sahara Desert. So it's uh, yeah, it's really nice. It's kind of like a, a mixture of Arizona and California type weather, um, but everything's really affordable. People love to talk to you on the streets. Um, yeah. And yeah, right now I see even kids over here uh, that there is no wrestling at all. Like there's no leagues yeah, of any sort, yeah. but you'll see them on their, their phones watching WWE. And it would be amazing if uh, someone with some money or something like brought a, a show over yeah. here. People would go crazy. They would. It would sell great. I feel like that's what... <laughs> And I feel like really and truly, like, if as long as you had a ring, <laughs> just yeah. get a ring <laughs> and just bring a show <laughs> there, like, that would be great. Like, you know, that wrestle, <laughs> but, you know, there's no the wrestling. Yeah, song. definitely going to stay in America if you want to do anything big time in wrestling, so. Yeah, definitely. So, where would where would they even have a, a match in in morocco is there a big stadium somewhere oh, soccer field yeah dude they're gonna have the world cup um in a couple of years the football fifa world cup mm -hmm. it's like they have plenty of stadiums but like man they could just build one in marrakesh <laughs> it's already like one of the top tourist destinations in the world like people all over the world would come just to sit in the sun and watch people beat the hell out of each other. <laughs> yeah, that that would... <laughs> in Africa. There you go. <laughs> I 
Awesome, awesome. You, you mentioned you wanted to come. I always like to invite people. So if you ever, uh, your my home is your home. If you ever want to visit, yeah, definitely. I would love to. I have a problem coming. I just have to find time. Uh, we had an hour fifteen. I think this went pretty long, pretty well, and. I think someone keeps trying to call you. <laughs> so we'll end it off with our final questions here with Elijah with his. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you've kind of mentioned you've had a lot of uh, uh, mentorship from uh, some legends, some veterans or whatnot. Um, maybe you could give a little bit of inspiration that they've passed down or that you've just gained yourself to the next guy or girl? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, for those that are just coming in and like, you know, trying to find your way, what I can say is just don't, don't stress it. Like it'll come naturally and don't feel like, you know, don't, don't think that just because you're, you know, don't think you have to have it all figured out. Just throw stuff at the wall and try it. Cause you know, that's what in our reality, I feel like that is what these like, you know, the lower like the under the underground like promotions are. Like I feel like that's what that's for to find yourself, to you know see what works, to help you elevate and get to the next level, and then up there and on up and on and so forth. So you know, just throw stuff at the wall. You know, any reaction is a great reaction. Only panic when you worry when you're not getting a reaction at all. That's when you should feel like okay, you know what what should I do? But like. You can do something, and just because you're a bad guy, you're getting, you know, they're cheering you. I mean, yeah, still try to get your heat, but, like, just no reaction. No reaction is where you should worry. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, that. that's really all I can say. And just always pay your dues and pay respects to those that came before you and that are trying to teach you, you know, how to do this and do that. Because I feel like that those are... I feel like that could be some that could be a number one downfall as well in wrestling, like not paying your dues, not respecting the vets, you know. If they say something to you, you know, don't just be so quick to talk back or, you know, just listen, take it with a even if it's the bad advice. Like if they're telling you something and you know it's wrong, just just take it with a grain of salt. Just let it go in one ear and out the other and just just listen to them. And then if you don't feel like it's right, go talk to somebody else who knows, you know, who knows right in get their take on it and listen to what they have to say. Cause respect, I feel like respect go a long way and it makes your career very easy. That was a great answer. Very, very good. I, I want to thank you for coming on here. Uh, yeah, with the, the whoop yeah. ass podcast yeah. here. <laughs> the Mississippi yeah, thank y'all for boy. having me, man. I'm sorry that yeah. we, we had so many interruptions throughout the interview. No, no that's okay. all right. That's all right. We're not, we're not, professionals yeah, all the we're, way, so <laughs> it's like our fourth interview ain't it we're doing as you said we're, we're going with the flow trying to learn our own <laughs> as we go along too <laughs> yeah. yeah thanks man hopefully yeah, when yeah. this comes out you'll match some of your goals that you mentioned so yeah awesome. man. hey i'm down for yeah i'm, I'm glad y'all had me here um i would I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you up on that offer to come to Morocco because I, like I said, I wanna, I would love to come to Africa, and you know, thank y'all for having me. I hope this podcast, like I hope in general, like this podcast actually brings y'all, you know, success and much luck on y'all movie. I would, I can't wait till y'all 
get the finished products awesome. that we're looking for. Thanks. Thanks. Definitely yeah, could you. could use cast members, so we might have to reach out to you again if you want to. Hey, <laughs> I will. I'll be down for it. I would, like I said, I want to get into acting anyway. So if anything I can do to help in, to help contribute, I'm down for it. Alrighty, thanks, man. All right, bye. All right. Appreciate you. Alrighty, alrighty then. So we got what like three and a half minutes till the next one. We'll do the outro now, real quick. Yeah, we're doing the outro. We actually have another interview coming up right now. Uh, well, not right now, but like 19 minutes. This interview is great. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you listen through it all, you you heard it all, man. You heard his stories about his connection with his with his family down in Mississippi and his uh his roots there, and then um, moving up to Indiana and how everything's so different the the way he grew up, the the way people act and all that, yeah. and then just his career in wrestling as well. As a twenty-year-old, already he's been doing a lot in such a young Zay age. Is it's been really definitely great. a die-hard wrestling fan. Ninety-nine percent of his life is wrestling, and one percent is football and music, and, and putting on Ravens Fortnite. jerseys and yelling at Chiefs fans. So, yeah, which ties into his wrestling, but. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a was a great interview. I think this was a pretty good episode. Uh, hopefully everyone who's actually listens to the end here and makes it to the end will give us a like, maybe comment, maybe share just, this as well with your friends. Is everyone And if right? you don't have friends, <laughs> yeah, everyone's Yeah, if you don't have friends, far. you're just like us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. I have one friend, darn it. Not right, don't, we got about your wife thirty seconds. Count. I didn't. I have another friend. Okay. But we got thirty seconds, so um, we'll plug our stuff. We got our Patreon. We got our GoFundMe. Um, that requires money. So if you got money, help us that way. Uh, we also have our other stuff. Uh, Christian's toy company. Oh yeah, we didn't even do our sponsors. Shoot. But those are those are like in the video. So like if yeah, you yeah. if you want to if you're like into collectibles, you should go to Figures Toy Company. If you're thinking about buying a house and you're yeah, dumb and tough. not into inspections, well, fuck that. Get an inspection anyway. I think we're done recording. Did it not cancel the recording? Mine is mine. There's like. I said seven minutes. It's still going. But anyway, like, it's still recording. Yeah. Uh, We're still recording. Maybe this will get put in. Who knows? If I'm being honest, (laughs) if you really want to help the show, the best way to do it is probably our GoFundMe. Um, And we've set it up so that everyone who donates uh, gets something in return. A dollar will get you a shout-out in the actual film. I think I don't remember, uh, but or you could actually media, be whatever. in the movie. There's a priority extra incentives. We could, if you've wanted all your life to be in a film, but everyone has told you shut up, get an office job, 
and you just want to say, fuck you, well, you can, <laughs> you can be in He's our movie. He's job money. You can be like, there could be like some buff guys just beating the hell out of each other, and you could be in the front row going, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> like how the old audio cut out, but yeah, yeah. You're just yeah. making a weird-ass face, but yeah. Or awesome. you... You could be in the, a booth at a Burger King or something. We'll get you in the film somehow, some way, as long as you give us money. Life is about money. We just want your money. We're living in the modern world, man. <laughs> it's all about money and giant. Oh, I'm not gonna say that. I can't say dildos. <laughs> giant dildos. <laughs> I don't know. What? Looks like we're looking for a new sponsor. <laughs> the Whoop Ass uh, Podcast, sponsored by sponsor- Whoop Your Ass Dildo. <laughs> this just got very blue. <laughs> just like them blue balls. And hopefully one day we'll be sponsored by Blue Chews. But <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good sponsor. Hopefully we'll be sponsored by. Someone other than who we're related to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not related to Figure Toy Company, but that's not a very good sponsor. It's yeah. an all right sponsor. I get oh, 5% fuck. on what people buy. I got to cut that shit out. You can't say that. <laughs> Figure's Toy Company is an amazing sponsor. We're so happy to have them as a sponsor. We're Did not you- live. Which really, if you think about it, they're not even sponsoring us. It's they're sponsoring BWF, which is like break. Yeah, I said that right. Which is part of the whoop ass, but I don't know. Go to our GoFundMe. We're really, we're really dragging this end out. What the hell? You're gonna have to cut half of this outro part. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, thanks for uh, <laughs> listening in. Zach just said we're, like, way too long with this shit, which we kind of are, so bye. I mean, three minutes. Bye. Go whoop some ass and talk trash.